last couple of weeks and what they're calling the billing is the democratic protests in Hong Kong. And now we see that the, this administration is absolutely positioning China. The U.S. is positioning China to take the place of Russia as the boogeyman uh, for the next four or so years. So if, if Trump wins a second term, which he has a very good chance of doing right now based on the weakness of the democratic field, China would be the new boogeyman for this new this administration's second term. Russia would go on the back burner. Uh, it'll be all about demonizing China. And if you look at Steve Bannon and what Steve Bannon's been promoting for the last couple of years, uh, he's definitely been boosting China. It's it's pretty obvious why China needs to be elevated uh, because, first of all, with peace breaking out in the Korean Peninsula, there's no reason at all to justify the United States' specific uh, posturing in terms of defense or offense, as, as it's probably more accurately called. Uh, so Okinawa, Guam, South Korea, the DMZ, the Philippines, uh, the Marshall Islands, all these sort of outposts, the military industrial outposts that the United States is maintaining as part of its, again, post-World War II world order, uh, a security structure. That's all basically irrelevant. It's defunct. So they have to raise China as a threat. Uh, that's one of the last big hopes the U.S. military-industrial complex has for justifying its own growing existence and its trillion-dollar-a-year budget. So uh, Steve Bannon, of course, is sending his shock troops uh, out there, the sort of so-called uh, alt-right, alt-light of media persons all blaring about China, the Ben Shapiro's of the world. Paul Joseph Watson's over there, uh, you know, saying what a great, how great these Democratic uh, protesters are who are being funded by the State Department, by the National Endowment for Democracy, and uh, all the usual suspects uh, on the right in America, Jack Prasobiak, um, Cernovich, and all these sort of people. So they're, they're all on board with basically this uh, repositioning of China as the sort of the big target, the big evil uh, empire, or the big threat to U.S. national interests, basically. Uh, so that seems to be something that uh, this is this president's cultivating, Basil, that Donald Trump is cultivating. And so you have Bannon and these sort of media shock troops, I would call them personalities, influencers on social media uh, with millions and trillions of followers on Twitter, etc. They're all sort of taking that 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 line there, uh, this CIA, State Department, Trump line of trying to build China up as a major enemy. Uh, so and, and I think they're getting there's some traction with this. Uh, certainly, they at least uh, minimally, at least initially, there is a small contingent of uh, pro pro Western individual individualized uh, Chinese, I guess, in Hong Kong. But it's it's I, I couldn't say it represents anything near the majority, and it certainly seems to be to destabilize China and also to weaken it a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how China reacts in the long run to this uh, once this fizzles out. Uh, how are they going to come down? We know with a heavy hand, going to tighten things up. Are they going to loosen things up? Who knows? But the the protesters are beating journalists. Uh, they're it's, it's they're completely out of control. China is showing restraint. They don't want to be uh, accused of another Tiananmen Square type situation. So I mean, what do you, what do you think about this Chinese situation, uh, uh, Basil? Well, how are you uh, viewing this? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure that the that the previous status quo was sustainable because uh, the U.S. had an absolutely enormous trade deficit with China. It's basically just borrowing money to buy cheap Chinese goods. That's all that was happening in America. Do you know what I mean? It's, I'm like, so a trade war isn't necessarily the answer. What what the United States needed to do was to reindustrialize itself and and you know, compete on its own terms. These things are not necessarily best done by force, but 
it was only uh, this week that things have escalated when Trump uh, said he was demanding U.S. firms move production out of China. And he cited the International Emergency Economic Powers Act passed in 1977 to deal with, and I quote, an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy or economy of the United States. This, of course, unsettled investors and sent stocks to record lows and the Dow shed more than 600 points. He doubled down on Friday, attacking General Motors for its significant presence in China and questioning whether the automakers should move the operations to the, U- to the U.S. Sometimes you've got to take stern measures, said White House advisor Larry Kudlow, uh, sat alongside Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. This was at the G7 meeting. Kudlow added that American companies should heed the president's call to leave China. I don't know how practical this is or whether these factories are going to return to the United States, where, of course, some much costs are much, much higher. Uh, but he said he was going to, uh, Trump said he was going to raise existing duties on $250 billion of Chinese products from 25% to 30% on October the 1st, uh, with, another, with tariffs on another $112 billion, which took effect on Sunday, now being 15% instead of 10%. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, the trade war is on. China makes roughly 25% of all manufactured goods around the world. And uh, this is not least in part because of the difficulty of finding a sufficient workforce. The question is, does the United States have the workforce to replace these Chinese goods? It takes a long time to uh, set up factories, you know. America has become something it does it does it also takes a long time it takes a long time as well to get back some of the machine uh, tooling and uh, mechanical engineering class that uh, used to dominate US manufacturing and uh, they were sort of forced out of uh, careers uh, because of globalization from the 1990s forward so they have to rebuild an entire class in fact they're probably engineers from China uh, if they're going to be uh, undertaking that task, Basil, they're going to have to import uh, some middle-range, uh, uh, upper-range expertise in terms of engineering and factory line tooling. Uh, you're going to need to get that f- from China, exa- actually. The U.S. used to dominate that sector. It used to export manufacturing tech all over the world, and it was just a question of time before China copied it and got what they, what, what they needed in order to sort of kickstart their own uh, industrial revolution. Uh, so, and, and then the... So, yeah, I, I think uh, Trump's trying to deliver some kind of an economic surge, in, in bringing back some manufacturing, some SME trade uh, into the U.S. Uh, so people aren't relying on China. Wages going up in America, in a lot of different places, wages seem to be going up in some places, um, at least in certain jobs. But yeah, it's going to take a long time to reverse that, putting tariffs, um, that's going to fill up the coffers a little bit. So things generally is going to look good. The stock market is very fickle, Basil. Uh, and as you know, it could be a major drop, but uh, Wall Street knows how to make money when that drop happens, uh, and then they'll build, build it up again. But certainly it's got to be built up before the election because people are going to vote on their retirement funds, their 401ks, which are all stock market indexed. So uh, the stock market's got to be healthy for Trump uh, going into, I would say, uh, you know, August, August, September, October of next year. If he can, if he can do that, uh, then his chances are pretty good because Americans, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, 
on a second term president. They're going to vote based on their pocketbook. Sure enough, I can tell you that's been the same as long as I can remember from from Reagan till now. So that's that's how Americans vote. They vote based on green. Yeah, I I saw something interesting from uh, Tucker Carlson just this week who was uh, pointing out in a tweet that, um, you know, Amazon paying no taxes and its wages are so low, just like Walmart, that they have to be topped up from federal funds, you know. So uh, Jeff Bezos and the Waltons are, you know, absolutely rinsing off American taxpayers. How they're able to get away with this is is nobody's idea. But interestingly, uh, Tucker Carlson said this is an absolute outrage and why is only Bernie Sanders talking about it? So, uh, you know, interesting uh, alliance there of Carlson, who's generally regarded as being pretty right wing, speaking up for Bernie. But he's right, both right, in as much as uh, the American economy, not only the economy, but the whole taxation system needs, you know, considerable overhaul. Um, Wealth is concentrated in tiny, tiny number of hands. Um, It's become, uh, you know, the have-nots have mushroomed in recent years. The American dream is increasingly elusive. You've got 16,000 people living in their cars or RVs in Los Angeles, you know. Think of and that, and they're the lucky ones. There's another forty thousand in tents, you know, and this in supposedly one of the richest countries in the world, you know. Meanwhile, um, Apple, for example, uh, over fifty percent of its products, uh, I gather, are are built in, uh, made in China. Uh, its largest supplier is a company called Foxconn. To give you the, an idea of the scale, uh, they're not the only supplier. But uh, they're the largest supplier of iPhones to Apple, and they have no fewer than 29 factories in the central province of Zhengzhou. So, yeah, I mean, it was uh, old uh, Ross Perot, wasn't it, who said uh, there's going to be a great big sucking sound when all the jobs go abroad, you know. Uh, And he's been proven. Well, yeah. Go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Bowser. Well, just that, you know, and, and that he's been proved right. Whether or not Trump's strong-arm tactics uh, are the way to go, um, I don't know. But people well, have had enough of the status quo in America. That's why they voted for Trump in the first place. That's why yeah. Bernie Sanders should have been the candidate well, look, four years ago and could well be this time around. Uh, there's a tremendous dissatisfaction from coast to coast, basically. You know about the American economy and the and the uh, everything from the punitive student loans to stagnant wages and rising rents. You know, so uh, you know, as someone once said, something's got to be done. See, some say I'm just a part of it. See, some say I'm just a part of it. 